This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, July 7th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Biden plans agribusiness crackdown. Judge urged to halt debt relief prep. And USTR presses dairy dispute. Biden plan lacking some details. USDA will be taking some action to curb the market power of equipment manufacturers and other agribusiness giants. But it's not clear yet what kind of teeth there will be in what USDA does. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki announced yesterday that President Joe Biden would be signing an executive order directing USDA to address issues such as the ability of farmers to repair their high-tech equipment, but she provided few details. Keep in mind, critics of industry practices say concerns over software and code prevent farmers from doing their own repairs or utilizing third-party mechanics. An official with the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, Stephanie C., said member companies, quote, support a farmer's right to repair his or her own equipment. Our industry provides diagnostic guides, service manuals, and other tools and information for repairs and maintenance. White farmers stop USDA work on debt relief. White farmers suing USDA in Texas over its debt relief program for minority producers are objecting to some of the preparatory work USDA is continuing despite a preliminary injunction. The plaintiffs and USDA filed papers before U.S. District Judge Reed O'Connor following his July 1 order halting payments under the program and action already taken by judges in Wisconsin and Florida. On Monday, the plaintiffs said O'Connor's order barred USDA from discriminating on account of race or ethnicity in administering the program. That includes, the plaintiffs argued, sending letters to eligible borrowers. The court's order is not concerned with whether the defendants are forgiving a loan as opposed to taking mere preparatory steps in that direction, the plaintiffs said. It is concerned with whether the defendants are discriminating against the class members on account of their race or ethnicity. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USDA making key change on cover crops. From now on, farmers will be able to hay and graze the cover crops they've planted on prevent plant acres without waiting until November. Under the old policy, farmers who grazed or cut cover crops before November 1st would only get 65% of their prevent plant payment. USDA's Risk Management Agency is making a change for 2021 that will become permanent through a regulatory modification. RMA has decided that farmers seed cover crops on prevent plant acres primarily for conservation purposes, not to get a second crop, and thus there should no be no cut to their PP payments 
Acting RMA Administrator Richard Flournoy tells AgriPulse. Senator John Thune, South Dakota Republican, welcoming the rule change. Thune said this will help level the playing field for producers in northern states like South Dakota. USTR raises dairy dispute with Canada's trade minister. U.S. complaints about Canada's compliance with the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement on dairy imports was a topic of discussion when U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai met on Tuesday with Canadian Trade Minister Mary Ng, that according to a statement by Tai's office. Canada agreed under USMCA to increase access to its market for milk, cheese, cream, skim powder, um, butter, ice cream, and whey by establishing new quotas. Title left later in the day for Mexico City, where she'll sit down with Mexican Economy Secretary Tatiana Cloutier and Ng for more USMCA discussions. Brazil corn crop takes another hit. Brazil's corn harvest already damaged by droughts, taking a hit again, this time from frost. Fields throughout Brazil's center-south region were affected during the last two days of June and July 1, that according to the Brazilian consulting firm Agral. The company lowered its forecast for the second harvest corn production in Brazil's center-south to 54.6 million tons. That's down from a late May estimate of 60 million tons. That reduces the forecast for the entire second harvest corn crop, the safrita, that it's planted after the country's soybean crop is harvested to 59.1 million tons. Last year, farmers harvested 75.1 million tons. FAS raises forecasts for Brazil's next soy crop. USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service has raised its forecast for Brazil's next soybean crop to 99.6 million acres, about 741,000 acres above the previous forecast. FAS expects Brazil to produce 143.5 million metric tons of soybeans next year. That's up from 137 million tons this year. Brazil's soybean exports next year, quote, are forecast at 94 million metric tons, shattering this season's expected record shipments, according to FAS analysis. The forecast is based on available supplies, a favorable exchange rate, and continued robust global demand. Brazil is expected to export 87 million tons this year, most of it to China. EPA changes its mind, bars the use of fertilizer byproduct. EPA is withdrawing an October decision allowing the use of phosphogypsum in government road construction, saying the Trump administration's action was premature. A request made by the Fertilizer Institute didn't contain all of the information required, the agency said at a Federal Register notice being published today. In a letter to TFI CEO Corey Rosenbush, EPA specifically cited a lack of information on exactly where and how much phosphogypsum would be used. The announcement approving the random emitting byproduct of phosphate production was made by previous EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler. EPA said then that TFI analysis demonstrate that the proposed use of phosphogypsum in road construction was as safe as putting the stuff in stacks. 
There are more than 60 stacks of phosphogypsum in 13 different states, mostly in the southeast, according to EPA. Here's today's She Said It, something I learned that I found a little outrageous. We'll see what you all think is that under current labeling rules, most grass-fed beef label product of the USA is actually raised and slaughtered abroad and then imported to the U.S. for processing. That White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki announcing the president's moves to address agribusiness competition issues. USDA announced Friday it plans to undertake rulemaking on product of the USA issues later this year. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, July 7th, brought to you by Washington Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Allen.